magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Hey guys, what is up and welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number 519. This is uh, the, I don't know, what is the, what is this episode? What is this edition? Uh, still alive somehow, which actually still kind of fits with the, the theme of what you're going to talk about considering the hit song Still Alive Ooh. featuring Portal. Funny, it's funny that, um, oh, I forgot to throw the uh, Nintendo Direct as something to talk about, but we might not have time this week. We Eli has a hard stopping time. We have less than an hour, so we got to get right this into things. Another, but, um, another speed run podcast. Speed run, yeah. I try to keep um, my Fridays not very busy. Failed yeah. <laughs> this Friday, so sorry in advance. It's okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, yeah, during the Nintendo Direct, they announced a Portal collection with Portal 1 and 2, and I was like, God, about time. Like, the Switch seems like perfect for those games. They're pretty old, so they should run just fine and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and they're just great games. Um, but uh, so my big news is that I got a Steam Deck. Here it is for oh. video. There all right, it is. let's break some embargoes, Jared. What's the system software like? Tell me everything about let's the system software yeah. experience. What's so the launcher cool. like? What's the UI like? What What's the system settings? It's none of it works. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it, it was pretty cool that Valve sent one to us. Um, we've had a good relationship with Valve over the years, uh, harvested mostly by you pestering them for letting us do stuff with them. And, uh, you got to visit their offices before. I am a bit sweet. of a pest. So, and, um, no, but it's paid off. They, uh, they're real cool about sending us a review units. Um, however, strict embargoes, um, until the actual launch date of the 25th. That's when actual well, retail units start going out. Isn't it like, well, at least, you know, I've watched a ton of the YouTube videos on it. Isn't the embargo, yeah. though, specifically, like, you can talk about what it's like playing games on it, all this stuff, or a short list of I games with nothing can't. to do. Oh, okay. I, 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 I can say I have one, and that's it. Okay. Linus Tech Tips can talk about the hardware, and the Fox, and the Gamers Nexus. Those were the three approved YouTube people that are allowed to talk about this publicly. Well, but can we... But they, can we talk about their experiences and how it may yes. or may not relate to your own experiences? That, <laughs> that wacky. is my, that was where my line of thinking today is like, um, we'll, we'll talk about things they covered in their pre-approved videos or whatever, not pre-approved videos, but the, the stuff they're allowed to talk about in their videos. We can talk about that. Um, but I can't talk about my personal experience playing this thing yet, although it's going to be hard not to. And I don't think, you know, I think there's a, a, a fine line where you can be like, yeah, this thing's fun as hell or, or you know, whatever. And it's not going to, you know, piss yeah. too many people off. But but yeah, the, the main thing and this I is mean, what's they, crazy, though, is like everyone just seems excited about it. Right. It's not. And, and yeah, you know, no one <clears> would uh, no one would get like an early thing like this that they're excited about and like use it as a jumping off point. It's like how shitty it is. I mean, like, no, I know. Right. Like, Oh God. Well, I mean, it would have to be like truly terrible, right? You'd have to be like, I would be lying through my teeth to say this thing is good when it's not, um, which isn't the case with this at all. The thing's awesome. But, um, 
but yeah, like um, the main thing they didn't want people to talk about um, what those three YouTubers are allowed to talk about is the hardware. And there are three YouTube channels that are like very technical and stuff. So they're allowed to do benchmarking and things yeah. like that. And then there was a, a small list of games that were pre-approved for them to be able to play Man, on that, their videos and that stuff. One video, um, the the one that showed like the thermal imaging of like the, uh, yeah. I, I don't even remember which. Sorry. Oh, Sorry. Man. Cool dog. Um, the one that showed the, uh, let me actually look it up so I can tell you exactly which one it was that I'm referring to. Um, cause the, the Linus tech tips ones, like it was fine. Uh, but it was not, uh, let me see here. Oh, so the, uh, the, not the, the gamers Nexus one. Sorry. I'd never, I'd never heard of that guy before. And it was like, um, this video is like the equivalent of those like Ars Technica reviews of like the new version of Mac OS yes. where you're just like, exactly like a hundred pages going into like <laughs> shit that no reasonable human cares about. Right. Like, yeah. like yeah. he goes through this whole thing, like talking about like the, the, uh, the fluid dynamics of the internal mm -hmm. casing and like how that mm -hmm. relates to like the, uh, internal and external air pressure pulling. Like, yeah. and I was just like, dude, <laughs> It's like, I mean, this is fascinating to watch. But I mean, this is like a rabbit hole that I didn't even know existed. Well, you know, what's funny about them is like, um, I watched their video and I'm like, oh, these dudes, the valve probably loves these guys. Yeah. Right. Because that's like a very valvey type of, of thinking. Like yeah. they're very analytical and technical and stuff like that. And I feel like the engineers at valve probably like appreciate that sort of thing. And a lot of their tests that they ran on the Gamers Nexus video was like, yeah, we ran this thing and it like jived with Valve stuff and like Valve gave us all of this, you know, data to, to compare with and stuff like that. So I feel like they really love that sort of relationship. Um, and then there's like Linus, which I, I actually like Linus. I know a lot of people get annoyed by him, but I feel like that's actually what happened to Mike Mead when he left our show is he went and started a YouTube video oh, under his yeah. alias Linus. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, I like Linus. He's like he's like the mainstream, like anybody can watch it sort mm -hmm. of stuff. Um, although he does actually know his, his stuff too. So like you know, um, when he wants to, he can be he can be really a good anal uh, analyst for stuff like that. But a, a lot of times it feels more like just entertainment. Yeah, um, which is but I anyway, mean, that's I, probably I, where you want to be as as a tech YouTuber is like yeah entertaining while still being informative whereas oh, yeah. like the gamers nexus one was like if that was a slider like linus is kind of in the middle maybe towards entertaining and the gamers nexus guy like broke the scale all going all the way, way off over. It's like... yeah it's crazy um but i will say the one thing i wanted to point out from that gamers nexus video and i'll link all these videos in the show post so if anybody hasn't watched them yet they're all pretty long um but um the thing that they discovered, which I thought was super interesting, is that they um, – so the, the deck has a cooling – a fan. It's very mm. similar to the Switch where it, right. it draws in from the back and blows out the top. Um, and uh, they discovered – they took off the back panel. They ran a bunch of tests with the back plate on, and then they took a plate off and ran a bunch of tests. And they actually discovered that the back plate helps cool certain components – because the way the fan was designed, it's so small, it actually, the back plate sort of constricts the back of the fan itself where it could be drawing in air and now it's not. And it makes it like disperse the air further throughout the device and cool components like further out in the handles area and mm -hmm. stuff. 
Um, and so it's like that I thought was really interesting that I don't know if it was an accident or something or Val purposely did this or whatever, but like you would think, oh, heat is a problem. You need to get it out. You take the back panel off. Things can cool easier or whatever. Yeah, like That's taking the side the off your PC, right? Like, like yeah, like, right. Oh, yeah, shit, my computer's hot. Let me take the side off. Yeah, and that's that's not the case here. It actually needs the back plate to constrict the air in a way that it can send air through the different components in the rest of the system. Yeah, um, I thought that was super interesting, but um, <clears throat> but yeah, that that's a lot of technical crazy stuff going on, but still interesting nonetheless. I'm yeah, somebody I, that doesn't understand half that stuff, but I still watched I know, it. I, I thought what was so silly to me about that whole thing was like, you know, he he put thermocouples all over the motherboard to like. Uh, measure the actual like contact temperature of these like different components yeah. and stuff and like yeah. uh, you know the videos are like yeah you know it checks out it's all within spec and it's like well okay I mean yeah, yeah. sure this was interesting <laughs> that you did this but like at the same time were you expecting it not to be in <laughs> spec like <laughs> they're like yeah credit to Valve for uh, they, they're cooling it very well and it's like yeah I think that was the point <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they want that was their goal yeah um, but it's cool to have somebody like somebody a third party verifying all this stuff too and yeah. like things with the design and things like that. So I appreciate the hardcoreness of that video. Um <clears throat> and then the Linus video it has some good info in it too. Um my favorite YouTuber out of those three is the Fox. Mm -hmm. And um he's kinda I would say up and coming, although he's been around for a while, but I was pretty surprised. Well, maybe I shouldn't be surprised that he got a Steam Deck, but he he that he was one of the elite three approved youtubers that got to talk about one or whatever um but it's 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 warranted because this guy's been um making videos about handheld pcs forever and mm -hmm. he his sort of like initial rise was with the gpd win uh win 2 which was um like a 3ds sized pocket pc that um ran full-blown windows as a full-blown pc it came out like four years ago or something like that um, there was there wasn't a switch around really, and there wasn't really a big market for these pocket PCs. There's a lot of them now, um, but like so so the GPD Win Two was sort of like the breakthrough device that was like, okay, like holy crap, this thing really runs full blown games and stuff. But yeah. it was kind of ahead of its time in terms of like design because it overheated really bad. There, there was like this this guy that had to create a third party like cooling mod that you could buy and attach to it and stuff, and it was like not it ran windows which wasn't designed for a clamshell handheld yeah. device in any way I mean, whatsoever so ahead so, of its time like that was a problem yeah. you know like like i loved that it existed because nobody else was trying anything like that really and if you were willing to work within its constraints and also do a hell of a lot of tinkering um you could get a ton of games running on it and you essentially had a 3ds sized pc to play your pc games on the go you know yeah um which is like an amazing thing for the the world of of four or five years ago or whatever. So um, Fox kind of came in because he had a lot of knowledge about, um, you know, CPUs and how they work and GPUs and, and however, you know, just a lot of good game PC gaming knowledge. And then he applied a lot of that to the win two in terms of like, um, here's the things you need to tweak to get these games running. And here's the things you need to tweak to get the best battery life and stuff like that. And so, he really went hardcore into the Win 2 and other GPD devices of the time and um, became like one of the most valuable resources when you bought one of those devices and want to know what to do with it or had problems or whatever. He also has a super active Discord, which is full of helpful people oh, cool. that um, when I got my Win Max was yeah. like a, a lifesaver having, having that group there. Um, 
And so he's continued to do that. He's kind of is GPD focused, but as these other companies have kind of come into the fold and, and released their own like handheld PC devices and stuff, um, he started getting those and reviewing those and doing the same sort of thing with all those. Um, he's climbed up to like 40 something thousand subscribers on YouTube. Um, which is, I think the last I bothered to check, which was probably sometime last year, I think he was around 30. So, yeah, um, 40 he's growing. And a half it's nice. Now. Probably yeah, a that's big nice. So, this thing. Yeah, I think the Steam Deck will really kind of launch him into more of a mainstream person for this sort of thing. But I think it's important to know he's been around a long time and doing good work and uh, is really an invaluable resource for people that care about this sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, the Steam Deck coming along is sort of like the dream come true from from this community that rallies around these, these handheld PCs from these much smaller companies. Mm-hmm. And they're companies that really don't have the resources. Like, they're kind of putting these things together. They're designed well. But um, they have to be made from like off the shelf components, right? Because they're not big enough to to say, hey, make us these specific parts for this handheld PC thing. Yeah. Um, So it's sort of like a wonder that a lot of these devices ever get made at all. And you typically buy them through these like really awkward like uh, pre-sales on you like Kickstarter, Indiegogo or whatever. And they just wait months and months and months and months to. Yeah. And that's kind of the deal. But it's also, it's a very niche community, at least it has been. I think it's growing a lot in the last year or two um, with how many players are kind of jumping in. But um, so then Valve comes along and Valve with infinite money and infinite resources and tons of PC knowledge um, comes in and wants to make a handheld PC. And so that's sort of like, I think it was, um, who was it a while back that, uh, Dell, I think, announced something at a CES a few years back that was like a um, handheld oh, PC yeah. concept I, or whatever. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, man, this thing would be so awesome. But they like never made it, right? It never became a thing. Um, so Valve coming in, being a major player and a major name, um, releasing something like this is very validating for the space, too. Yeah. But also, it's nice that they're Valve. They can afford to... R&D the hell out of this thing and and create it exactly as they want it. They can order the right components they need. They're working hand-in-hand with AMD for a special chip for this thing, you know, whatever. Um, so that's yeah, really cool, too. I do think that, like, you know, don't get me wrong. I, don't, I definitely don't mean this in a negative way, but, like, Valve as a company seems kind of unfocused, which is both good and bad, you know, yeah. because, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. these random little projects that pop up sometimes mm-hmm. turn out super cool, but... Yeah, I think yeah. that the one kind of like valid criticism that people have towards this thing is like um, kind of being unclear what lies ahead for the future of this thing. Because like the Valve yeah. Index is a very good example of this, where it's like extremely good hardware, like arguably the best VR setup you can have right now yeah. is like the new Valve Index with a nice gaming PC and stuff like that. Yeah. But it still just kind of exists, you know, um, yeah. and it's still hard to get in certain areas of the world and and stuff like that and people yeah. are a little worried that like the same thing is going to happen to the steam deck where it's like they release yeah. this really cool thing and then it just kind of exists and yeah, and that's yeah, it and they go and, about their business of yeah maintaining the steam store because that's what brings in infinite yeah. money or whatever Whereas, like, yeah i, I, I kind of get that you know when you have a um, hardware platform like this you really need to kind of like get get behind yeah. it and like maybe even offer like, you know, a carrot on a stick for developers to like bring big titles to it and yeah. everything else. You know, like if I were Valve, I'd yeah. be like talking to Activision and being like, hey, you know, I know that like the anti-cheat stuff that you guys use like breaks yeah. all your games and they can't be playable right. on this. But like, you know, can we help you out with that? Because we'd love yeah. to have Call of Duty on it. And I just have this feeling that like the way that Valve works, it's like 
there's there's a decent chance that things are either going to work or not work on the Steam Deck. And if they don't work, it's like, well, you know, yeah, whatever. It is what it is. And, you know. Yeah, I wish I could say more about the last week that I've had. I got this thing on Monday and have been doing almost nothing but playing it mm. and dealing with obnoxious kids. Um, but, yeah, it's it's. It reminds me a lot of like Google in a lot of ways, where Google has, throws a million projects against yeah. the wall. Some of them become popular, and then out of nowhere, they're just like, eh, I yeah. don't care anymore. I mean, I don't think um, that they'll hit the we don't care anymore about this, but I definitely, no. I definitely think that like for something like this to be to hit the level of success that I believe it can be, like Valve yeah. needs to have people like treating it like a console platform, doing yeah. kind of like console like activities of securing exclusives and making yeah. sure developers are happy with it and you know, all that kind of stuff where, but yeah. I could see them doing a very valvey thing where she's like, here it is, man. Mm-hmm. Have fun. It is what it is. And it will probably never release revisions of it or anything like that. And yeah, yeah I, mean, that, I, I, I don't know. You know, either outcome would not surprise me either way. If they like really, no. you know, really glom onto this and like make it a very cool thing. That's like, Oh, this is the 2023 steam deck. Guess what? Everything right. about it is better. Or if it yeah. just kind of, yeah rides off into the sunset as it's like one off. It's going to be really interesting when the, the um, release kicks off later this month to see how many of those pre-order people follow mm-hmm. through and buy one Yeah, and how popular this thing really is. Because I'd love to know if there's like a number inside a valve where they're like, okay, we sell this many, we go hard on this thing. Yeah, or yeah. if it's like, if it doesn't make a blip, then we got to just kind of like move yeah. on. Well, so I guess um, to, to get back to like the stuff that's discussed on those videos, which I mean, I don't know if yeah. you can comment on any of this or just beyond agreement, but like what was a little surprising to me was um, I thought it was going to make a like, so the one of the reasons I went for the, the, the big storage one was I was assuming that like, you know, you would want the biggest storage because playing games off the SD card is going to suck. Right. Yeah. But yeah. you know, of the, the videos that I've seen that actually like show the load time comparison, it's like, yeah, it is faster on the internal storage, but it's like, a difference of seconds it's not like yeah. it's not like you know um back in the day on um what was it the xbox 360 allowed you to like quote unquote like install a game off the disc right. or play it off the disc yeah and it was yeah. like if you installed it it was like light years faster than it like loading yeah. off the disc like this kind of yeah, yeah, seems yeah. like one of those things where like maybe if you were playing a game that has like a lot of load screens like you know whatever like um like like something like skyrim you know where you're like constantly like going in between zones and mm-hmm. hitting that load screen like it mm-hmm. seems like something like that you'd want to play on like the internal storage, mm-hmm. but games that don't have a lot of like loading beyond just like the initial onload, like seems like they would just be fine on the SD card, you know? Yeah. Right. Which, yeah, I, I don't know. I, um, I was pretty impressed by that, but I also, <clears throat> I wanted to, um, explore putting games on the SD card and, and trying that out a little more. And, um, the SD card I had was in my win max it was previously a Nintendo. I had it my Nintendo Switch. It's a 400 gig card that I bought when it was on crazy sale like a few years ago. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so I was like, cool, 400 gigs. That's a decent chunk of, of space. And um, so I took it out of my WinMax and I put it in the thing. And it actually, and so the Steam Deck is Linux based. Yeah. And so um, it would actually like read the card if I go to desktop mode. Because I don't know how much I can talk about this, but there's like the Steam OS, or you can just run it in desktop mode, which it runs a version of Linux or whatever. And um, from the from the desktop mode, it would read the card as it was in the Win Max, which is Windows machine. Yeah. Um, and I was actually able to target like some of the games I had on it and stuff for some of the ROMs I had to play RetroArch. And um, 
So I was like, okay, cool, but it wouldn't read it through SteamOS. And there's something where you can format it, a memory card in SteamOS. And so I went to do that. Something about it, I look it up later. Apparently, you shouldn't just hot swap an SD card between Windows, Mac, uh, Linux, yeah, what, and Linux. Switch four different like operating systems. <laughs> and so I didn't think about that at all. I was mostly I was like, I want to preserve the way it is set up on the WinMax, so if I can just stick it back in the WinMax, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. all like organized the way I like and stuff, which was dumb. I should have wiped it and then tried to use it in the deck. But um. <clears throat> So it's like I pretty much think I borked that card, which is really annoying to me. Well, I spent two days doing now, like that, you know, what's that? Like, spend another forty bucks on another one. Who cares? Yeah, like a five twelve is like sixty on sale right now, which is like yeah. a big deal. But also, it's just annoying. Um, yeah. So I haven't really. I I had a random sixty four gig card lying around that does work. I wiped it first, stuck it in the deck, and it it formatted it fine and stuff. And so now it's usable space. So I can install a few things on sixty four gigs and see. And I just haven't done it yet. But. Yeah. One of the things that I hope happens with this in the future, and you know, like you know, it seems like no one could comment on the actual like SteamOS software that this thing's running yet because it needs a bit more. I don't think it's the final version, right? Like there's supposed to be like a firmware update in no, two weeks. Yeah. Or something. There's been an update like every day or two sometimes oh, yeah. a couple in a day i mean they're cranking these out so so um i i have a a, a nas a bunch of hard drives you know to, uh-huh. to store files on and shit and it's um so it's got uh i think my thing has five like traditional spinning hard drives and four ssds in it and i've just been loading it up over the years you know and mm-hmm. um What's cool about it is it's QNAP and like, I don't know if this is proprietary to them or whatever, but they have this thing called auto tiering where like, like my computer basically just like recognizes all those drives as just like one network hard drive that I can access. Right. And, Mm -hmm. but internally it's intelligently kind of like, uh, puts files where they need to go. Like stuff that Mm -hmm. stuff that you use often, um, Mm -hmm resides on the ssds and stuff that you Mm -hmm. don't will go on like it'll get moved over to the spinning hard drives and like it creates this like Mm -hmm. really cool thing where um you like like stuff that stuff that gets hit often is very fast to access but it's not like that the spinning hard drives are slow it's just you know a different performance right and every i don't know if it does it like in real time or every night or but you know there's there's some cadence where it'll be like all right let's let's reorganize stuff so the the stuff you use all the time is on the SSDs and it'd be really cool if, um, you know, they, they kind of do that. So it's like your steam deck just sees it as like one logical storage pool. And mm-hmm. it, if it detects like, Oh, you, it seems like you're playing this game a lot. Let's move it up to the, yeah, you know, yeah. or, or, okay, you have this on your steam deck and you totally load it from the SD card. But you know, when you put the thing to sleep, we're going to load that up into the main storage and swap something out. And, yeah. right. you know, so it is always on the fastest storage. That would be a pretty cool feature. That would be cool. That seems like uh, something that would make sense and similar to what the new consoles do with their crazy fast um, hard yeah. drive access and stuff yeah. like that. So I don't know. I mean, I think there's um, a there's a lot of really cool software things that I think that they can do yeah. that would be like real easy pickups to improve the performance of, you know, like loading and playing and, and all that stuff. And yeah, that's kind of and that kind of lead back into what I was saying before. And that I really hope that this is something that Valve is like. Hell yeah, dude! We are the Steam Deck company now. We're gonna like really lean into this, making right. this thing the coolest it can be. And when the hardware starts to run yeah. course, we're gonna release a new one that's even better. Yeah, and yeah. Be- I think deep in Valve or somewhere, someone important at Valve has had a long-standing dream of making PC gaming as accessible as console gaming. I think yeah. that's a goal of theirs, 
And um, you saw it sort of like a decade ago with like Steambox and big picture mode and all that stuff happening um, where they wanted to be like, yeah, kick back on your couch and play your PC games on your TV like it's a console. Yeah. Um, and and big picture mode is essentially morphed into Steam OS for the deck. So it's like it's kind of like a long sort of road that this thing has traveled. But that's their goal, I think, is like put this thing in your hand and if you know nothing about PC games, it's fine. You can just point yourself to Steam Store, buy some things, load them up, and play them, and yeah. not worry about anything. Yeah. Um, because PC gaming is notoriously um, complex in some ways because you got to do a lot of tweaking. You got to know about your your system requirements and things like that, and like certain components and certain computers don't jive with certain games and drivers, yeah. and you know, I there's mean, a lot that goes with it. To be fair, like um, a lot of that stuff over the last several years have gotten way better i mean like so i totally agree like i think the advent of the uh i don't remember what they call it, like the nvidia geforce experience sort of like companion thing mm-hmm. that lives in your system tray like that to me was kind of like a big eureka moment of pc gaming because like yeah. before that came around it was like you'd get a new game and it would kind of run like shit on your computer but default settings mm-hmm. and then you kind of be like well i don't know which of these sliders right. is like the right. one that you want to reduce to get performance, right. but still have it look good and all this stuff. But, but now right. the NVIDIA stuff, like you can just go in there and click optimize settings and it like knows exactly yeah. like which sliders need to be where to get 60 yeah. frames per second with the best kind of like video that you can get yeah. to, which I, I, I mean, that's like such a quality of life change that just yeah. like never existed before they started like improving their driver suite to that extent, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. I think in a lot of ways, PC gaming has gotten a lot easier mm-hmm. um, and less fickle, which is a good thing. But also, um, probably wasn't the case when they started a project like this oh, team for sure. probably for sure. five years ago or whatever. And then, yeah. you know, going all the way back to what I just said about like um, big picture mode and stuff like that, too. So yeah. I think it's been a longstanding goal of theirs to do that, even though if the industry itself is sort of shaping that direction, too, which is, I think is good. Um, but... Ultimately, I think Valve wants you to be able to just buy their hardware and buy games from their store and play them and not worry about anything else if you don't want to. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, really excited for that because like I um, I loved kind of like the dream that they were trying to sell with like the big picture mode and the um, what was the little thing that connected your TV? The um, the steam boxes? Steam, no, it was like steam, a, this tiny little thing. Called? It looked like. Um, almost like the size of a deck of cards that plugged into uh, like a network jack and HDMI. I don't remember what it was called, but it was like the steam. Oh, the, like the uh, big picture receiver sort of. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't remember what it's called. I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. And you know, like that, that like whole ecosystem was cool. Like how it linked up to the, like the steam controller and the little receiver box thing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it just introduced like so many levels of complexity to like actually playing a game on your TV that like, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to play like anything reasonably new, mm-hmm. um, it was like, it was, you got in these situations like, okay, well, this kind of runs like crap, but like, I don't know if mm-hmm. it's like a video setting thing. I don't know if it's like a network thing. I don't know if it's, yeah. you know, just something weird with steam and all this stuff. And, yeah, right. you know, you kind of found yourself or at least I did in, because at the time my computer was good, but it wasn't great. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of these like frustrating moments where it's like, all right, hell yeah, I'm going to sit down and play this on big picture. And then it was like, oh man, like, I don't even want to fiddle with trying to figure out how to get this running good so (laughs) right right right, i'm really excited for this kind of like all in one sort of like Mm -hmm. very sort of controlled software platform where developers Mm -hmm. can just kind of have like um oh you're playing on steam deck okay cool we auto detected that and everything just works 
Yeah, and and I think that's the goal. I think them having that their verification system is a mm-hmm. big signal that they're serious about this sort of thing. And um, that's something that they they actually sent out a separate email that was basically like, um, even some of the pr- the games that say they work great on deck right now or whatever and haven't been working great. That's like on us. We have tons of Proton updates coming, which Proton is the compatibility layer yeah. that allows um, PC games to play on Linux without you know much fuss. It's kind of like running Windows on a Mac through Wine or whatever. Um, and so they're like, oh yeah, there's a lot of updates that are kind of like waiting in the pipeline that are about to come out in the next like week probably yeah. that are going to improve things like so much. So um, there's a lot of work still to be done, but they're on their way. And I think as long as they make it simple enough for people to be like developers to be like, okay, this is the sort of things you need to target to get your game running on deck well and be verified as working well. Um, because you'll get your own little featured section in Steam where it's like, these run great on deck. And yeah. you w- probably want to be there, right? 100%. So um, I think as long as it's not too much work, where it's like, you know, I feel like on um, mobile a lot of times it's like, rebuild your game from scratch for Android. And it's like, no, I can't do that, you know, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So it, as long as it's not anything like that, um, I think a lot of developers will do it because why wouldn't you, you right. know? Right, Um Yeah, particularly like Steam platform featuring is so big that like, I, I yeah. could see this being a very valid thing to invest time into, just like hoping that, you know, because th- they're inevitably going to just lean so hard into games for the Steam Deck, right? Like at least on I the think. device itself, as well as likely like Steam right. itself, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Um, and the other thing I wanted to mention that you brought up was um, about, you know, long-term support or whatever. Um I really appreciate Valve's like openness to people tinkering with the thing or doing whatever the hell they want with it because um, I almost look at it as like approved jailbreaking because yeah. you, you could you get a switch right and the switch has its own software and everything works fine and whatever but people that want to go beyond that jailbreak them and do all sorts of other cool stuff with them well this one is like hey this thing ships with Steam OS and if you never want to you never have to leave that you can just access all the games in the store through that and whatever. But if you want, you can run it in desktop mode. It'll ship with its own des- version of desktop software that's very easy to use, even for somebody like me that doesn't use Linux at all. Yeah. Um, or you can wipe the thing, install Windows, install whatever the hell you want. And it's a PC that you can do whatever you want. And they even are like advocating, like, take the thing apart and replace components yourself if you want. Here's a video on how to take out every piece of the Steam Deck. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's always really refreshing because there's so many of these other um handheld pcs that are out right now that come from china where the company is like oh you want to put in a bigger hard drive like you're breaking your warranty do not crack that thing open to swap the battery out because you will break your warranty yeah, and, you know yeah. these simple things too it's like i'm not going in there and like doing anything radical but you should be able to swap a hard drive or a battery like that's you know that should be yeah. user replaceable type stuff so i mean god remember back in the day when you could buy a laptop and just like unscrew a screw on the bottom <laughs> yes. and swap the hard drive out or you know just yeah. like uh yeah. replace a battery without um you know, yeah. needing to involve the company that's too the used team. to have that. Yeah. 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 Those so, were the days, but, um, yeah, that's cool. And I, I think that it, I think what'll be an interesting sort of, uh, comparison is you have, um, you know, Apple fighting so hard right now to maintain this position as like, Oh, we, we need to be the gatekeeper here because, you know, if you don't have yeah. a gatekeeper, you're just going to like, right. you know, your shit's going to get exploited and stolen yeah. and everything else. And, like I can, Valve's over here, like we gave everyone the keys to the kingdom. Yeah, everything's like, yeah, fine. Go nuts, we make do whatever loads you want. of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So that'll be cool. But um, but I think at the very least, if maybe this thing doesn't hit critical mass and um, it does end up becoming sort of relegated as like a second tier sort of thing or whatever, whatever the case, I think there's going to for sure be a community behind these devices for a long time yeah. coming up with crazy things you can do on it that you never would have imagined. And it's powerful as hell hardware, right? So like it should be a relevant PC for at least a, a few more years, yeah. if not more. Um, I mean, look at where the Vita is now, you know, it's like the, the Vita is like the secondary market value those things have is just unbelievable because you can do like anything you want on them, you know, cause like, and the stuff people port just community led, you know, projects where they port these crazy games to, to the Vita or whatever. Um, and it, it, it's always going to be like that. The PSP was that way. The DS was that way. The, you know, everything ends up with like a, a crazy community behind it, even yeah. if it's not like, you know, a mainstream device anymore. It's going to be um, interesting if the, the Steam Deck causes like just the bottom to fall out of the Vita market, because like I was looking at one on eBay, you know, that was, I guess, a pretty good deal. But it was like, you know, a yeah. Vita, a couple of the memory cards that you need and stuff like that. Yeah. It was like $300 with multiple yeah. bids on it, you know, and I was like, holy yeah. shit. Like, yeah, they sell for quite a bit. And, Your best bet is uh goodwill's auction website is a great place to come across i I guess my point is like now you know i would get a vita for like the crazy emulation stuff and and everything else because you know as much as i love my uh rg351v like you know there there is a uh significant difference in build quality compared to like you know something Mm -hmm. that like a sony makes versus just some random chinese emulator machine you know so yeah but but now that you know the steam deck's coming along like i don't know why anyone would buy a Vita for that unless you just really like the smaller form factor. But I don't know if that is going to maintain the extreme value of those things anymore. I don't think even if something like a Vita is small enough, like I have the, I was heavy in a PSP go for a number of years. That thing is still the best form factor to me because it's super pocketable and it slides open to have controls and the screen is big and great for the size of the device. And I just love that. I wish they would have kept going with that form factor and creating new versions of that instead of a Vita. Cause I feel like even the, the original PSP, I feel like is like pocketable, but it's big, you know, it's like a, a long thing. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, so can you say, I don't know if this is crossing into what you are and aren't allowed to say, but like, you know, I feel like there is a big rationalization with like the switch, right. Where like the switch came out and it was like, oh, man, that thing is so big compared to the DS. Like, I'm never really yeah. going to be able to take that anywhere because it's going to need, like, its own bag and stuff. But, right. I mean, I don't know. Like, I got kind of like a little slim clamshell case for it to throw in a backpack. And it's, you know, totally yeah. fine. I mean, do you... But the the Steam Deck is seems significantly larger than the Switch. So, like, do you see this uh, as, like, a similar throw in a backpack kind of thing? Or is it kind of, like, pushing um, up yeah. towards where it's like, oh, man, you need your own little thing for this? No, it's fine. I I did I don't have my Switch in here, but I'm I'm the same way. Like my Switch, I have the Nintendo Slim case, which is just barely yeah. a case, right? Which I love. Um, and like I can shove it in my back pocket if I really want to, but it's not. Yeah, you know, it's definitely a throw in a bag back pocket of your Jinko jeans. Yeah, but um, so here's the case. I'm pretty sure I can show all this stuff. Here's the case. This thing comes in. It looks like the case you would keep a firearm in. It yeah, is I mean, the craziest. Thick hardest case um and then because of the shape of the deck it has like the the grips that bow out so there's this dead space and they're pretty clever they put like a um uh what's it called elastic band here so i actually can shove the um charger in here and it holds on to it but you could shove like whatever you want in this little cavity 
and the little elastic will kind of hold on to it or whatever. But yeah, I there's no two ways about it. This thing is gigantic. Um, and last night, you know, I'd been playing this all week, and then last night I busted out my switch to do something and grabbed it, and I was like, this thing feels tiny and thin. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's weird because like at its in the middle, it's pretty thin it's that it has these grips that that bow out yeah but man i would not trade these grips for anything especially well, going back and playing switch last night yeah i mean i use um, a little grip thing that like basically turns the switch into yes. that kind of thickness anyway this shape yeah. yeah um totally makes a huge difference and um you know it's uh it's giant but it was a lot lighter than i thought it was going to be when i first picked it up um, and then when they were doing like the weighing test, I think Linus was weighing everything. Um, I was surprised to find that this was like the second heaviest out of all the devices he has. Cause I was like really surprised how light it was, but, um, it also feels like more plasticky than I was expecting, but not in a cheap way. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense, but the components, the buttons feel great. The sticks are f- amazing. And, um, the kind of crazy thing about the sticks is they have these, um, like the capacitive little, uh, little touch, like, yeah. yeah. The little capacitive things on top um, take some getting used to because it's neat that that's there. It can sense when your thumbs are on the sticks or not. Um, and that's how you enable like gyro controls and stuff. But um, it's hard getting used to using a thumbstick with a smooth top. And I've never really thought about that before, but mm-hmm. it feels slippery at first. You have to kind of like adjust to using the grips on the edges, um, which I have. And like I said, I think in the beginning of the show or the pre-show, we were talking about Portal. Um, that's I'm playing through Portal 1 right now. I just got to um, like r- right near the end. It's only a few hours long game. Yeah, but, um, not, yeah. That was, and then Portal 2 is on there like suggested works well on deck list or whatever. Portal 1 is not for some reason, but it runs great. I haven't had any issues with it. So yeah. also browsing through my library and stuff, there's a lot of games where it's like... Um, there's a little icon in the the corner of the the game icon that says, um, you know, if it's like green for runs on deck good and yellow is like there might be some issues. And and I think there's like I don't think it's red. I think it's an X or something, which is like this doesn't work at all on the deck. Don't even try it. Oh, really? Um, okay. Or it's like so bad of an experience, yeah. like it really needs some work or whatever. So um, and then there's a lot that just have a question mark, which basically like we don't know. And the developer hasn't provided information. The community hasn't. Once this thing's out, I'm sure there will be a lot of crowdsourcing of like these games run great. 100%. So, um, but anyway, at this point in time, there's a handful of games that are like approved as working great on on the deck or whatever. Um, but what's cool is when you come across a game, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this. Um, <laughs> you can, sometimes it'll have the yellow icon, which is like, hey, there's some issues. But then if you try to run the game, it, it brings up a list of things that's like, um, Here's the issues, and and in my well, experience so far, that's all on the actual like the, the little website they put together of like the where oh, okay. it'll it'll say stuff like you know requires keyboard or exactly you know, like some yeah, some yeah, parts yeah. require like mouse or, or you know, okay like I that. hadn't checked I didn't there's like a Steam verified uh, website or something like that yeah uh, yeah someone I don't know if it was on like the Steam uh, Steam DB or something like oh, that okay. But, but yeah that that, that information is exposed and and is is public somewhere I don't know where it is on steam or whatever but yeah but yeah it's it's really cool how thorough they've been with this kind of thing because of what i saw it was like you would know, warn you like hey this game uses uh has a lot of typing in it you're gonna use mm-hmm. on-screen keyboard and mm-hmm. it's like okay well if you yeah. want to if you want to fuck with that cool 
Right, right. Yeah, I think that's really great. And the yellow, you know, has issues thing, it's never really seems like it's a huge, any of the, of the issues yeah. have been huge. It's like, oh, it will refer to, you know, keyboard buttons instead of gamepad buttons. Yeah. And it's like, I can deal with that. Like, and and I've also installed a lot of games that have, that, that are question marks that have ran totally fine. So, like, I think there's going to be, Tons of games that just work on this thing already yeah. without any tweaking or anything like that. Oh, yeah, I, and then the last, well, go ahead. I, I ran, there's, there's some, I don't know, there's a bunch of different utilities. I saw it posted on the Steam Deck subreddit where you can like put in your Steam account name and it'll like look at what you own and like what your, um, you know, how many are actually like verified or whatever. And I was kind of mm-hmm. surprised how few games I have that were actually verified. But then I was like looking through mm-hmm. a list and I was like, man, I just own a lot of like wacky ass indie shit that I'm sure is going to run fine on it. But it's like, you know, no one, no one at valve is like fast tracking to see whether or not like, um, you know, like the walking dead telltale games work on it. It's like, why wouldn't they work? It'd probably be fine. (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, the last point I wanted to make about this, um, is that, uh, we're talking about like, if you know, you get this thing and you don't want to do anything, it just runs games and just works out of the box and you don't have to worry about anything. Um, the Fox's video is really interesting. This is what he does best is, um, talking about tweaking the parameters of it or whatever. Something I think is really interesting that that valve is doing is they're providing basically their own service for doing stuff like this. And it's called game scope. And I guess it's something you can use on steam on your PC right now, if you wanted. Um, but what it is, it it essentially allows you to do things like park CPUs. So you can like, uh, divert more power to just a handful of PC uh, CPUs instead of if you have eight cores, you don't need them all. You can run two cores instead. And then those two cores actually perform better because they're getting more power or whatever Hmm. in certain cases. And a lot of this is game by game, um, basis, but, um, his whole point in, in the beginning of his video, he goes over a lot of stuff, but game scope is basically valves built in software to allow you to do this. Normally on my win max, I've had to do stuff like that all the time where you have to like really tweak things to get the best performance per game and stuff like that. And there's a lot of third party software that allows you to do things like that. Um, valve just includes it. And I think that's so cool. And you can really like drill, drill into some crazy, um, you know, possibilities with, um, you know, changing the TDP, which is basically like the amount of power you're willing to give it yeah. to like stretch out your battery life or to get better performance or whatever. Um, and then parking, uh, the CPUs and, um, all sorts of stuff like that. That's actually built in, which I think is crazy. And, um, his whole point was like, you can do a lot of this stuff and there's like a, a, a point of diminishing returns to a lot of this stuff too, where you're like tweaking like crazy, but they, you're getting like two extra frames per second for, yeah, you yeah. know, it's not really worth it in a lot of cases, but if all you wanted to do was cap the frame rate at 30 frames per second or just change set your TDP a little bit lower than default um, to save a little bit of power to get a little bit better battery life, those two things alone will, will improve things vastly huh. in most games because most games, you know, you don't need 60 frames per second for this uh, device. And then same thing with like the screen resolution, 1200 by 800. Um, you you can actually um, 
there's like a, a scaling thing built into this game scope that like allows you to run the game at a lower resolution and then upscale it to that resolution, which saves you power yeah, and performance well, that, and stuff like that. That's that's kind of <clears throat> um, I don't I don't remember. I think it's called DLSS or something like that on something, NVIDIA cards, yeah, I think and, that's, and that's that's like a I like blows my mind that that's a thing because it's like it renders at a lower resolution and then uses some kind of like AI upscaler to like bring it up yeah. to like 4K or whatever on on PC, yeah. and it's just like. How is this? Yeah. How is this possible? Like that with massive performance yeah. improvements. So, yeah. um, you can do a lot of that stuff on the deck too. And if you're willing, you don't even have to be crazy hardcore. Like I'm not gonna like park CPUs or whatever. You know, like that's not real. That's a little bit beyond my scope. But like I'll limit a frame rate, or you know, I'll do some really simple things, and they make it really easy for you to do this stuff um, on the user side, which I think is really cool. So. I love Valve's like attitude of allowing you to tweak this thing to your heart's content and even providing you the correct tools to do it, um, I think is really cool. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. Also, the screen being as small as it is, um, things you can run things like you can just go into a game and just hit, hit low settings, right? Because that's that'll automatically give you so such better performance. Um, you don't even really notice the difference because the screen is so small yeah, and it's kind right. of the same with like switch, right? Where like some of these lower resolution games, um, still look good because the screen's pretty small. Like if you were playing on a big ass TV, you'd be like, Ugh. yeah, but it, because right. it's a little handheld thing, it actually still looks great. So many games look so great, even on low settings. So, um, I think compatibility wise, you're going to be able to play tons and tons of games on this. thing. Yeah. I was, I was, um, you know, watching that Nintendo Direct, what was that, yesterday or Wednesday or something like that. Yeah. And I was just, like, so stoked to be getting a Steam Deck soon because, like, mm -hmm. I just, like, don't need to care about these, like, wacky Switch ports of old games. Yeah. Like, like the Assassin's... Like, in in a world without the Steam Deck, I'd be, like, looking at that Assassin's Creed trilogy they're releasing as, like, oh, cool. Like, how excited to play that on the go. But now uh, I'm right. just, like, there's no reality where I will buy a shitty <laughs> old port on the Switch versus just, like installing the steam game that i already own like that it's gonna yeah. be so cool oh man i was going through i so do you know deku deals that website uh, it's yeah, like a price yeah. drop tracking website for switch or yeah. actually every console now but um originally started as just switch games i think but um it allows you to like create a profile and then create um you can add games to like a, a list of games you own and then you can like have your own separate wish list and it'll send you alerts of price drops or whatever it's a great website um but anyway, I just recently decided to add every game I own on the Switch to my collection list on that website, just so I have handy, so I don't have to like go into the eShop and see if I own this game or not or whatever. And um, so I think I own like 400 Switch games or something pretty ridiculous. But like um, putting them all in there and going through them kind of like one by one and adding them to this list, I was like, Oh my god! I own this one on Steam. I own this on Steam. I own this on Steam. I own this on Steam. Like I have already rebought so many games that I already own on oh, Steam. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know, and it's like at the time you're thinking like, yes, like you just said, like I can't wait to play this on the go. But then you never even get around to it. Um, so now it's sort of like, man, I am like only buying Nintendo games or only Switch yes, only games. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like I do not care about any of these ports. Um, that portal collection, I love that it's coming to switch and so many people are going to play those games and realize how great they are, but I'm replaying those games on the deck cause I already owned them for years now. Right. And, um, yeah, that, that's a great thing. So exciting times ahead. Um, yeah, the steam deck is really great. I, 
the launch date looks like it's two Fridays from now, so we should have like a big Steam Deck blowout episode oh, where man. we can just talk about everything. Well, I need to um I need to see when the fuck I'm gonna get mine. I'm still showing up as Q two, even though like I you know Yeah, I'm really curious. I, I I should also say this is um the review unit they sent me is at two fifty six. So it um has the non glare reduction screen or whatever. Um Still looks great, but definitely yeah. highly reflective. But um, my pre-order was actually for the the five twelve. Same, same. Um, and so I'm definitely gonna get. I'm gonna keep them my pre-order and then figure out what to do with this second one. They haven't said they wanted it back yet, but if they want it back, I'll send it back. And if not, I'll find a good home for it. But like, um, yeah, I I'm really curious to see when those are going to come out too. I actually, my plan was to get Mikhail who's in India and India was not allowed to buy steam decks. Yeah. It was like a region lock thing. So I was like, dude, I'll send you our review unit. Um, if I can, but I'm not comfortable sending something directly through the mail to India, especially something like this. And so he has like a buddy who's visiting Canada. So if I could ship it to Canada, he could take it and then take it back to India in his yeah. bag or whatever. This whole big thing of scheme of trying to get him a steam deck. And I'm like, I don't think I have to get my other one first before you can have this one. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I don't know if the timing or whatever is going to work out, but I don't uh, know. I, I sent hardware to Sean all the time in Japan. Never had issue. I mean, it just takes a while and I there's feel like custom that's fees different than India. I feel like India is like, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, it, it, as long as you're paying appropriate <laughs> duty, it seems like no one really cares, but it might cost him yeah. 300 bucks to receive it, you know? Right. Right. But anyway, um, so yeah, that's about all I can say about the deck so far. It is awesome. It's going to be worth the wait. And I hope that um, once they, they kick off the launch on the 25th, that things move quickly for everybody, including myself. Because yeah. I would like to get my my personal unit that I know I'm not going to have to like. Then I can really invest in like getting everything set up how I want forever. But um, but yeah, the thing is super cool. I can't wait to talk more about it. And um Check out those videos that we're going to link in the post to those three YouTubers because they have tons of great info about the hardware, lots of technical stuff if you're interested. And I've noticed a few of them have done a secondary or third video on just the deck, like how big it is or game comparisons from their approved list of games they're allowed to play and stuff like that. So more info to check out from those guys. And then um, obviously once the embargo lifts on launch date, um, we'll have a review um, on Touch Arcade, a written review. Maybe I'll try and do a video. I don't know. I don't know how good I am at that stuff. So, um, yeah, lots more happening with the deck. Deck Arcade is going to be a thing. Hell yeah. The Deck Arcade Roundup. Probably not every day, but um, yeah, exciting times. Stoked that Val sent one to us. Yeah, that's really good. Cool. Va- validating. Surprising. Very surprising. Yeah, I thought so too. But, uh, um, all right, let's, let's crash this bus into the yes, side. Yes, you of, gotta go. So, yeah. let's wrap things up. <clears throat> Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. And as always, Touch Arcade is primarily supported through our uh, Patreon members. So if you like what we do want to see us continue doing it, check out patreon.com forward slash Touch Arcade. Consider throwing a little support our way. And you can also help us out by doing your Amazon Amazon shopping through toucharcade.com forward slash Amazon. Oh, man, we had a couple emails this week, too, that uh, we'll have to get to next week. Next week, and we had a bunch of news stories this week, too, that we didn't get to. So maybe we'll do kind of a makeup, not yeah. talk about deck stuff next week. That's fine. Um, and then the following week will be a big deck reveal party, I guess, something like that. So Perfect. with all that said, 
Thanks again for listening. We'll be back with another episode of the Touch Arcade Show next week. See ya.